Welcome to episode number 10 of The Creative Herd. On this episode, I sit down with Mike Timos, who's a local filmmaker here in the GTA. I've known him since he picked up his first DSLR, and we talk about all that, just um, how he got into filmmaking, how he's breaking into the freelance world and balancing that main hustle against the side hustle, um, and how to keep that motivation going. We talk about um, how to approach buying new gear, how to know if you're ready, and how to avoid just buying whatever's like the latest and greatest on the market. We also dive into a little bit about his current back injury right now and how that basically inhibits him from even picking up a camera. I hope you enjoy this episode and yeah, let's just get right into it. It's still so weird being in front of the cameras. <laughs> I know, I, it's, I'm definitely not comfortable in front of cameras still. Yeah. Um, why don't you tell me like what um, has been going on with you like recently? So recently, I found out that I'm dealing with, uh, I guess the best way to call it is minor scoliosis in my back. So I have a convex on the right side of my spine. So basically, my spine's going like that. And That's so I, gnarly. yeah, I've been dealing with that for the past six months. I didn't know that it was that serious until recently. When I initially hurt myself, I went to the walk-in clinic and went to my chiropractor and they just gave me some pills and they were like, just go home, chill out, mm-hmm. take it easy from work for a bit. And I work at, uh, like I do shipping and receiving. Should you be icing it like right now? Do you want to ice it right no, now? I'm good. No? I'm good right now. Yeah. Maybe in a bit, but, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, so I do shipping and receiving. So it's a lot of like physical yeah. stuff. Do you think that's what it's from or do you think it was? hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. You don't think it was from filming and no. no. That's all. Like any back issues I had prior to this issue, like this six months ago, yeah, was all lower glute, like my towards my uh, okay. right glute. Yeah, and I was getting readjustments for that. Like if I went to the chiropractor and I got a readjustment, I'd feel fine in you know two or three days. I didn't need any meds or anything like that. You know, just take a few days off could go back filming just fine or i could like fight through the pain it was bearable pain Mm -hmm. this is beyond that and you literally just went to the hospital yesterday i went to the hospital yesterday (laughs) because it's it's gotten to the point i've been to the doctors i went to my family doctor last week the week before and it's just all they tell you is take some pills and go home and chill yeah right and then i was also having the issue with work Right. I didn't want to lose my job. Right. You know, I don't want to leave them hanging, everything like that. Like people I work with, Mm -hmm. you know, I have to ask them to do simple things like moving things for me. And it's just it it seems like it's nothing to to your average person. But to me, like I can't I just can't do it. Yeah. And like it will wreck me if I do it. I, I, when I broke my ankle, I remember feeling like so incredibly helpless to do like the simplest tasks. So I can't imagine, um, feeling that way with no like end in sight. Like for me, it was like six weeks, couple, like couple months, but yours is like, yeah, it's just going to feel like this way until it doesn't. Exactly. Well, like that's the thing. Like when it hurt, when I first hurt myself, I was like, oh yeah, man, a couple months, I'll be back at it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? No, it hasn't been like that. That's why I decided to go to the hospital. I was at work and I reached for something and then all of a sudden I felt like my back locked again and I was like 
in tears pretty much i was like i couldn't move and i uh, yeah man it was it was hectic like i had to get a drive to the hospital from one of my bosses wow it sucked and then i had to sit in the hospital for six hours for pretty much for them to just switch my pills and tell me to go home and chill no physio nothing like that so i i'm hoping I'm going to take the pills, do what the doctors are telling me now. Mm-hmm. But if nothing's happening, I'm going to go back to the doctors, tell them yeah. what's up. And then hopefully we can change something. From yeah. There. And this is all realistically getting in the way of like your actual passion. Yeah. Anything. I can't, can't go film uh, anything right now pretty much without feeling pain. Mm-hmm. Like I'd have to fight through it. Like Which I, you have done. Yes, like uh, Jan- the early January, I shot uh, a walkthrough video, real estate walkthrough video, and that killed me. Yeah. Like, man, the day after, I couldn't, I could barely move. You know what I mean? And that's that's, I guess, that's the frustrating part and the part that mm-hmm. gets to me. And I think like the number one key thing is to just keep telling yourself, "I'm gonna get 100 percent again. I'll be back at it again." Yeah, mind over body right now. Yeah. Oh yeah. I guess like it makes you more upset being at a job that is sort of like your full-time job funds your whole passion project Mm -hmm. and like your side hustle Mm -hmm. right now can you share like just basically your side hustle of like and your love of filming and like kind of where you picked it up yeah well where i picked it up if we want to start from the beginning (laughs) (laughs) i like i used i used to play with like handy cams and stuff and then it was actually until i met you i met you grade nine and then Were you weren't filming at that point. I was before just with like, you know, point and shoot cameras, yeah. like stuff like that. And like then DSLRs my, came on the block. Uh, yeah. Well, like you had the, the Canon GL2. That oh, was yeah. my first real camera I ever used ever. I think so. Before too. that, it, <laughs> man, dude, that thing was, man, when I saw you with that, I was like, that's a real thing. The fisheye, everything like that. Right. I yeah. didn't understand that before. And then everything just made sense to me when I met you. And then you let me film you. I was like, mm-hmm. yo, this is sick. And like, I felt, I feel like if I didn't meet you in geography class, mm-hmm. grade nine, and I didn't start <laughs> filming with you, man, I wouldn't be the person I am today. Like that's, Damn, that's that, heavy. yeah, that's where it all started. A hundred percent. Like I, I know that for sure. Then, like you said, the DSLR crave came out. Yeah. And then... That's when things started to change. Change, yeah. For the whole industry. Oh, yeah. Whole industry, like, everything. Like, everything we were doing. Like, because, like, before I was just, like, filming, having fun. Then I was like, yo, man, I'm going to, like, make my own channel. And then you're like, yo, why don't you join mine? And then we made Push Fast, right? Yeah. And that's how that fruitioned. But, yeah, so I guess, like, the love of filming is, like, all started from skateboarding. And then it mm-hmm. just like moved on to like, oh, how can I just keep doing this? Like, yeah. I love this. I want to do this for the rest of my life. Coming from skateboarding and having that love of film or photography is, is actually pretty common. And mm. I think that's so rad. But you have like the atypical route of like having that sense of drive of just like, okay, I learned this. Now what? I learned this. Okay, now, now what? what? And then just like, because I remember... Um, I was still learning like shutter speeds and stuff. And then you were coming in and it's like, yo, this needs to be filmed this way, this way, and this way. And I was like, okay. It's like, you're picking up way more learning by yourself than you were picking it up while being in school. I've always been like that with everything. Yeah, I, I learned that about myself, like versus school and everything. I learn at home watching YouTube videos. 
that's how I learned. I don't know. I like watching people and learning and also mm-hmm. filming and making mistakes. That's 100% like how yeah. I learned to shutter speeds, everything like that you yeah. were saying. Trial and error. Trial and error. And I'm a try hard, I would say. I try hard at heart. No matter what I'm doing, Yeah, I'm a try hard. When it comes to like if I'm playing a video game, if I'm doing anything. Like before filming, I had paintball. I was a try hard at that. True. Right? So like as soon as I pick something up, or like you I just dive right into I it. I dive right into it and I, I want to be the best at it pretty much. Like as selfish as that sounds, <laughs> like I pretty much just want, I want to be the best at, as I can at it. Mm-hmm. And I always, I look at other people and like what they're doing and I observe what they're doing and I take what I like, what they do and what I don't like. Mm-hmm. And then I just try to make my own with like... I think that's like the 100% the best way because we learn by stealing other people's work and trying to recreate it. And in that process, hopefully, you create your own You create your own niche, yeah. No, yeah, you find like what you like and like how you like to film and everything. Because I remember like like even with skateboarding, it all comes back to skateboarding. I'd always mm-hmm. look at like Jason Hernandez, you know, yeah. Beagle, all them. And I'd be like, Oh, like I like their style and everything like that. Yeah. And then I'd find like other people like Dr. Purple Teeth and stuff. He was my huge inspiration for the way, the style I have yeah. of filming, like getting like, you know, close, close. and <laughs> all that fun stuff. Close. Dangerously <laughs> close. That's like the way I like it. And yeah, it's just like combining all those styles, right? Like, so like, I guess my style is I like to get close, but I like to be smooth, like Jason Hernandez. Mm -hmm. So I want to be the the mix of both. Mm -hmm. But now you're obviously still film skating. I love filming skating too, but now you you are like pushing yourself to break out into the, the freelance world and making this like a real hard side hustle and potentially like leave that job that's breaking your back (laughs) yeah yeah exactly like that's the dream right like you want to leave your main hustle to do your side hustle but you have to wait until Mm -hmm. your side hustle outweighs your main hustle i also think there's that time of like when you do have your main hustle your side hustle and your passion is so much more like pure because Mm. it doesn't matter about like like i can just do whatever the fuck i want because I am making money somewhere else. So if mm. I want to do it this way, I'm going to do it this do way. It this way. And I love that aspect. And I kind of miss that because now I get told a lot what to do and what to create. And I don't get to like have that input of like, well, this is what I want. Yeah, 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 exactly. So. Like, I guess, yeah, that's a hard part to let go of is like having that income from somewhere else. Right. And yeah. then you can have more of creative freedom with what you want to do and everything like that. But um, for a long time, I would always like, think like oh man I'm so busy with working nine to five Mm -hmm. like you know what I mean like how am I gonna be able to do this I can't how do like how do all these people like start freelancing and everything but man you just gotta like buckle down and just do it yeah if you want it you gotta fight for it like that's pretty much what I told myself and I was like man like I can do this like every time I get home just get home and think of filming even while I'm at work I'm always thinking of you know filming what's next what's the next edit i feel like just this past year you dabbled in literally everything because they're all super niche industries of like you got into weddings you got into real estate you got into music videos those are all total separate industries mm. are you just trying to go through them and be like all right here's where i think i can plug in and like this is my favorite or are you just gonna 
I just like, want my eggs much. to be in as many baskets as I can pretty much, right? Yeah. And learn as much as possible from every different aspect of True. filming. Yeah. Because like like you said, like weddings is a running gun. Yeah. You're gonna make quick decisions, everything like that. Very quick decisions. Very quick decisions. For anybody more, out there thinking about getting into weddings, weddings are hard. And you're gonna be running <laughs> and people are gonna be yelling at you. Twelve hour days, man. You gotta learn to make split second decisions. hundred percent. You yeah. know what I mean? And rushing out and edit. And then there's things like with the music video, it's a lot more pre production goes into it. Yeah. Like I learned I learned more planning. Yeah, music videos definitely uh, require you to do that because if you go into if you go into a music video the way you go into a wedding, no way oh. will it turn out. Oh yeah, you're gonna get there and you're gonna be like, uh, 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 you know, and then you're gonna get back to the computer and you're gonna miss things. Like that's what also I like about music videos. You can shoot things and piece it together, and then also like, oh, oh I want to go get this later or something like that. It's a slower process, I find. Real estate videos, it's kind of both. It's kind of like running gun, yeah, a little a bit, bit of, and a bit of pre-production, yeah. Because you kind of like have like the shots you have in mind, like before mm. you're going into it. True. If you don't know the house, especially, you gotta walk in the house and your first instinct, like that's what I find. Yeah. Another thing that I I wanted to mention about just just that whole thing was you've really not really gave a shit about what kind of gear you know how to get the job done. You know what you want the output to be. Mm. And then you've never really complained about your gear or let that get in front of you to be like, I don't have that lens, so like I guess I'm not gonna do a real estate shoot because I need a wide lens. Yeah, no, I I hear you 100%. I used to like always tell myself that, right? Like I'd always be like, oh, I can't, I can't do this. I can't do that. And then I started like just, I guess, seeing people just doing it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like seeing other people just doing it. And I'm like, man, I have a camera. I have lenses. I can do this. Why? I can make it work. There's people who are saying you can go film with an iPhone and then. They're not wrong. Yeah, they're not wrong. 100% they're not wrong. Um, but that's the same voice that is coming from you at the end of the workday of like, I just worked eight hours, but like, yeah, I also want to go film. So I'm going to go learn. I'm going to go soak in knowledge. I'm going to go try to film a music video. Oh yeah. At the end of the day, like that's what, like I think about like my next day being, I don't even think about work, right? Mm -hmm. Like get through work and I'm just thinking about, okay, what am I going to be doing after work for my side hustle like oh am i gonna be working on this or am i gonna be planning this mm-hmm. you know what i mean like I'm talking to someone about music video everything like that it's always going on in my head i don't really think about the uh, the main hustle so much i think about the side hustle and i think like how to get the side hustle going that's just true passion speaking through though because you care way more about something else that you can now just kind of go on autopilot for uh, eight hours of your day and then when you come home you're like i have the energy that i need right now mm-hmm. like you said i've done so many things in the past year like photography i never true i didn't do photography that much before right but i've learned so much from that color correcting everything like there's so much that i learned just from that and i just feel like learning is what fuels me to keep going learning mm-hmm. like to do something uh new within an edit or make an edit more interesting than the last mm-hmm. is what keeps me going 100 percent. that's cool how do you utilize that free time that you have to the best of your ability i guess in the morning like i kind of like tell myself like okay today i want to get this done mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah. no matter what 
I'm going to get this done. I don't care if I'm tired or whatever. I have to get this done or I'll be disappointed in myself. I'll feel unaccomplished. Do you know what I mean? True, yeah. So I guess it's like, yeah, I just set myself goals every day. And I just tell myself, if I don't do that goal today, I'm never going to do it. I feel way better when I get something done mm-hmm. and I'm like productive. Regardless if you're tired or not. Exactly. Like at the end of the day, I'm like... Oh man, like I'm so stoked I got that done. And then that gets me excited. Like I'm up at night, like thinking, like, ooh, like I'm going to do this in the edit, or ooh, I could do this. Like, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like that's what keeps me going through the whole night. Like sometimes I can't even sleep because I'm just thinking about, like, oh, I can, like, if I shot this this way, I could shoot, I could do it this. Or like when I was learning how to do astrophotography, yeah. that was all honestly like me just thinking before going to bed. So I like, I was like, yo, what if I just shoot a time lapse and I stacked all that together to make like star stacks? Mm-hmm. So then that's how that idea fruitioned. I don't write things down or anything. I mm-hmm. just like, my girlfriend hears a lot of my, <laughs> just a lot ideas of my ideas and, and you know, she's, she's really good for listening. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, uh, she pushes me a hundred percent to like keep creative and that's good. Yeah, for sure. How do you get out of that headspace of like not having the best camera or the perfect lenses or like the whatever you need? I guess the way I thought of that is like, how are you going to get there? How are you going to get those lenses and stuff is by making true videos and like, you know, getting income from videos, right? (laughs) Like you got to get a side income, right? Like I try not to think like, oh, I don't have, or I can't do it or anything like that. I just try to think like, oh, I'm going to get there. Yeah. So there's always ways to make yourself better with what you have. Yeah. That's like, I guess the best way to put it. Yeah. You can never like learn enough. Oh yeah. Never stop. Never. You can never stop learning like hundred percent like with whatever camera you have i had the 60d for man what was that like five six years and then i had the t3i before that oh yeah the t3i man and i had that since like 2011 still both great cameras though oh they're great like, cameras 1080p, like to the, 1080p. Still. i would recommend them to anyone who wants to pick up like their first camera like t3i or 60d 100 percent they're really, really good cameras, but yeah, you can't let that stop you. How do you, like, how do you stay creative? You can push yourself for so long mm-hmm. until you hit this point of like, you're not satisfied with your work or something goes wrong and kind of derails you. Like, how do you deal with those times of like, yeah, okay, I'm feeling burnt out or a little bit down? I guess you got to like take a break, like take a break. Like, mm-hmm. Sometimes you got to take a break, like get away from it and go do something else that's why i like doing so many different things like music videos real estate videos everything like that mm-hmm. because i feel like it gives me that break like that break from film and skating and then it makes me want to go back to it yeah right and then and having that like the, that outlet of like filming skating is 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 the outlet that like Nobody has to like it or not like it. Exactly. It's just for you. I just do it because I like it. And like mm-hmm. like you said, like I don't have to care if anyone likes it or not. And like I was saying earlier, like people are going to like it. Like more people are going to like it than not like it if you make something. <laughs> yeah. I'm telling you, like it's just people are going to see your hustle and they're going to appreciate that like you're actually hustling. And they're like, for sure. Like, man, well, like, why am I not doing that? Yeah. You've done this for sure, too, with skate videos. 
um, like you create it and then you just kind of put it on the back burner. But by the time you get back to it, you're like, ah, I don't think this is that good anymore. In my opinion, you should just, if you create it, you should just, just put it up there, put mm-hmm. it out there do what you feel is right. Don't worry about what other people think so much. Cause that's going to stop you and you're going to end up, you're going to throw that stuff like away and you're going to keep creating. Like that's the problem with creating is you're going to create, 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 and you have so much stuff in that, in that vault. Like, yes, keeping some stuff like to the side is good, mm-hmm. but you don't want to forget about it. People need to see where you came from. Yeah. Right. For like, sure. That's why I love YouTube so much, man. You could just like click videos, click sort by like date and then go to the oldest. For any of you that are wondering, you can go go to YouTube and you can search push fast on YouTube and it's a skateboarding channel with what years do you think it was? Like 20 Well, when did you start it? Must have been at least 2009. Before that, I would say cuz you I think it was before high school you and Jack and Nolan were making a lot of videos. like Probably like 2007, 8 eight, Because those videos, this kind of relates back to earlier. Those videos are what got me to want to film with you and stuff. I would always watch Facebook videos for some reason. You used to make yeah. Facebook videos. And I would always watch these videos with you guys. And I'm like, man, I want to make videos like that. Like mm-hmm. Day in the Life and stuff <laughs> like that. Like, dude, those <laughs> things were jokes. Like I thought yeah. those were hilarious, man. Man, I forgot about Facebook videos. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Plenty of people forgot about those. We'll have to go back and watch the old ones. Man. Like, one I'll never forget is when uh, Nolan got the chocolate milk. And he got, remember when they used to put those moo things in there? And yeah. put moo when you open it? Yeah. And didn't even moo on him, and he had no chocolate milk. <laughs> two of the mood, and it was just two of free movie. Yeah. Oh, it was a free movie. That's what it was. Oh, yeah. And he was bummed he had no chocolate milk. Nice! Are you freaking? Let's go, Bone thirsty. I do try to create something a week. Mm. Um, especially in 2019, it's one of my goals is just to grow as, like, in these programs that I use every day, but I'm just using them kind of for the same thing of cutting testimonials, cutting talking heads. It's not pushing me any further. Mm-hmm. So... This year, I really want to try to push myself and like actually learn new things and push myself in like After Effects and stuff. But they don't actually necessarily need to come out. In my opinion, like so many people are watching everything that's going online right now. Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily need to add to that, but I do want to grow. And it's really a fine line of like putting it out and growing for yourself Mm -hmm. and like showing it to other people oh i feel you 100 percent. they like 100 percent. there's so many times where i'm like oh man like i could keep this mm-hmm. cooking in the oven per se mm-hmm. and like let it cook into something more yeah you know what i mean yeah. but that goes back to our problem before like we were saying is where you like end up putting something off because it's not good enough like yeah. i find myself like i can't like I can't keep something in the oven for too long or I'm going to forget about it. You yeah. know what I mean? Like you would just rather put it I'd out. I'd rather just put it out. Even if it's not perfect. Well, not if it's not perfect. <laughs> like I'm a perfectionist, but like I feel like I just like this year I told myself no matter what, I just want to do it. I don't want to make excuses when it comes to videos. Like any opportunities come up, mm-hmm. pick them up. 
Yeah. And, uh, and you know what I mean? And try to get it done as quickly as possible. Yeah. Like, as well as I can. Don't don't put out something terrible, you know, sloppily. Yeah, yeah. Edit together or something. But, yeah, like, still. I, I completely feel you, though. Like, where mm-hmm. you want to keep things... Like, you want to still build yourself up, but you don't want to, like, necessarily release it yet. Yeah. yeah. And I think a big part of, like, also growing is just the consistency to, like, keep saying yes to shit. Mm-hmm. To the point where you know, for example, you have saying yes to, like, okay, this is different. Yes. This this next thing is different. Okay, now we're doing a wedding. Now we're doing real estate thing. And, like... You can say yes so much to the point where you're getting so much experience, but then there comes also a time to be like, okay, now I can say no, but only because I have the experience and I have the knowledge that I'm like, I do not like that. Exactly. That's where I want to get with everything, like Mm -hmm. with filming, right? Like I don't necessarily like filming wedding videos. If I had to tell you the truth, I don't. Are like filming weddings, I don't, I wouldn't want to sit in the editing chair i don't mind editing them it's filming them oh we might it's, have a thing right here. yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah man yeah but usually it's the opposite for you and i usually yeah, exactly y- you like editing and which is what turned me off of weddings because i was like no way am i sitting in that chair with mm-hmm. that much footage mm-hmm. but if you're sh- like i know what to shoot on a wedding day it's fairly simple mm-hmm but I don't care. I'm not sitting with that much footage. But that's also my problem too, is I don't like to edit other people's footage that much because I shoot to edit a lot of the time. Right, 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 right. right a lot right. of the time I'm thinking about how I'm going to edit this and everything. And I always, I, I'm keen for remembering what I shot and everything like that. Which is helpful. So you're not digging through the footage. It's digging through the footage. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like spending hours and hours and hours doing that. Like, yeah, it makes my workflow like a lot quicker. Mm-hmm. So I guess that's why I like filming as well. But yeah, I don't like filming wedding videos as much as music videos. So I want to get to that point with, you know, music videos, real estate videos, maybe promo videos, that sort mm-hmm. of thing to flush out wedding videos or something. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But until it's all about that, finding that balance. Yeah. And like finding what you like, you know, what you like to do and what you don't like to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I hear that for yeah. sure. Exactly. So you've had the same camera for about five years and you just upgraded to an, a new body. Mm-hmm. I don't think enough people do that right now. I think a, a lot of people get really eaten up by like, oh, new camera, new features. Oh, it does this. It does that. Mm-hmm. But like. Something that I, because I was also, I got into that loop of purchasing, buying, and and, and selling, selling, and doing all that jazz, but it came down to, okay, what are my needs, actually? What am I doing? What am I filming? What frame rates do I need? Like, what do I need from the tools? Mm -hmm. And then once I figured that out of like, oh, okay, I need this out of a camera, Mm -hmm. um, then go with your criteria to a camera. Yes. And I think that's why you stuck with um, having a camera body for so long, the same camera body for so long, because it met the needs because you don't really need a lot from a camera. Oh <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, no, a hundred percent. Yeah. And like you said, it was, it's all about finding what the tool can do for you that exactly. meets your needs. Right. Like just because it can do all these new features and new functions and stuff doesn't mean you're actually going to use it, which was my case. hundred percent. Hundred percent, man. I was looking at Sony before even, right? Like mm-hmm. thinking, oh, all this autofocus, but man, I hate autofocus. 
I tried it. Like, I'm a manual focus only kind of guy. Times I've used autofocus, I've hated it. And I think it's all about, um, like, you're just trying stuff. Don't necessarily want to go buy something. Like, if you can try a camera, I would say try Mm -hmm. it before you you buy it. I would recommend that too now. A hundred (laughs) percent. A hundred percent. But it's all about, like, figuring out what you need the tool to do for you. Like, I went with the GH5 because I wanted frame rates. Yeah. I knew that was important to me. Music videos and everything like that was important to me, right? Like, I love photography and everything like that, but I know video is what I really, really need to do work-wise. Yeah. So, I feel like a lot of people get strung up with features features and everything yeah. like that but then you realize like once you actually get the camera you're like man i'm not really even gonna use all of this this <laughs> is like you know 4k 10 bit yeah. i was gonna eat up my my memory man yeah like how much are you actually gonna use that during a, a project and- oh yeah and like don't get me wrong i love the 4k 10 bit and everything like that like it's nice but it's like how like you said how often are you gonna use it yeah right yeah. A- and like even like with uh like shooting 4k versus 1080 like you gotta think about like oh where is this going like where is this video going if i'm gonna be filming skating all day i'm not gonna want to film like 4k the whole time because it's gonna be eating up all my memory space Mm -hmm. and editing that is gonna be pain in the butt exactly (laughs) right like a new camera can help you get a nice image to a certain degree but if you don't know how to use that thing it's gonna look awful exactly it's gonna look yeah, awful exactly. like when i got my camera man i had i i knew that i was gonna have to spend so many times of filming and it was gonna look bad yep. and like in just like trying to figure out what works and everything like that and i feel like if you have something you already know how it works and you know how to use it you're gonna get your best quality out of it and that's why i use the 60d and that literally applies to any anything like no matter what field you're in like learn how to use your gear through and through Mm. know it like the back of your hand and only then i think can you really assess your needs and then know how to move forward with the purchases um ahead of you ahead of you yeah because then you learn what actually makes your videos better like lighting makes your videos better better audio everything yeah. like that it's right? not necessarily just a camera yeah it's 100 percent, 100 percent. i've been sticking with the same camera and the same lenses for so long mm-hmm. and when i i found when i switched up little things like lighting and you know audio mm-hmm. and stuff everyone started picking up on the the difference mm-hmm. right versus like when you get a new camera and you start filming with it like not a lot of people are going to be able to tell, even tell your average person's not going to be able to tell yeah how did you know you were ready to make that purchase or make that jump because there's obviously a, a flip that switched in your mind that was like all right i think i'm ready for a new body let's do it i think for that it was just like obviously i wanted something new for a long time mm-hmm and I just knew that, okay, well, if I need frame rates, there's only one camera that can do that for me is Panasonic, mm-hmm. right? So then I just like kept that in mind. I didn't think uh, about photography as much. And then, yeah, I just, I guess my best piece of advice is like, uh, just keep saving, saving, saving until you feel like, oh, I need yeah. this part. Yeah. Not like, oh, I need 
autofocus and everything like that. I need the camera to do this for me. Yeah. And it has to be able to do this for me. It needs to be reliable, everything like that. Like I had problems with so like I've tried the Sony cameras. I tried some of your Sony cameras mm-hmm. and I had overheating issues. Yeah. I had <laughs> autofocus issues. I didn't like the colors as it's much. It's not a tool. It, yeah, it, yeah. It's not doing it, what the tool is. Is, is the to tool is supposed to be doing? Yes, it was it's nice. Like using like, a dull knife. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like it was. Yeah, it was a cool shiny toy. You know, yeah. new toy. But like deep down, that thing caused me more frustration mm-hmm. than if I just used my other camera. Which is not what you want. Which and is not what you want. Yeah. To go off your point, something that I learned over this past year was um, specifically in making it as a freelancer and trying to budget new gear and new computer and all the stuff that comes with running a business is um, asking myself, yeah, do you need it? And even further than that of like, am I bleeding? Like, can I do without this? Mm -hmm. And trying to make a case every single purchase of like, can I do without this? uh well yeah i could and then there you go you're not buying it but if you like if you can make the case of like am i bleeding yeah i do i really need to actually like i cannot do this job without this Mm. it doesn't make sense to rent it for this project then yeah that's when i'm going to pull the trigger and be like all right this is this is now inhibiting me to not be able to do do my job like my computer at, at a point it was too much frustration for me to handle mm. so i was like okay now is the moment where i pull the trigger on a new computer because of um it not performing as a tool anymore oh yeah 100 percent. You know, there's so many times i wanted to buy a new camera or buy a new lens and stuff mm-hmm. and like i needed a new computer i put that off for so long yeah. because i wanted i wanted a new camera I want probably too long. Yeah, a little too long. I was I was very very lucky to have Emily to help me with her computer because my computer just died, just straight up like pieced out. Yeah, that uh, that MacBook like you can't open Premiere, you can't open Lightroom, nothing. So that that's like like you said, you're bleeding. Yeah, and you actually need to get something to to keep you going yeah patch you up that's it yeah and yeah like you need to make that decision is this actually going to pay for itself or is it gonna is it worth it that too yeah right mm-hmm. like am i gonna be able to make my money's worth from this mm-hmm. right and like computer it's your workhorse it's your tool yeah. so you need it like 100 yeah. percent. and it will eventually make its money back if you can edit on that thing or use it However, your profession is. Oh yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Where can people find you online? MikeTimos.com. dot com. It's pretty simple. Nice. Mike Timos on Instagram and Mike Timos on Facebook. That's pretty. <laughs> it, it's pretty simple. So you got a brand new website launched. Brand new website launched. Uh, it's my portfolio for weddings, real estate, promo videos, that sort of thing. If you want learn more about what i do you can go check it out there see some of my photos i take mm-hmm. contact me it's all in one place right there for you boom boom mike timo's on every single thing everything there you go all right yeah. thanks for coming by man no I problem man it. thank you for having me yeah cool yeah, good luck with your back <laughs> oh thank you <laughs> thank you bro yeah hopefully uh 
hopefully you guys will see me back in the spring i i really want to get back into it don't know how bad thanks for tuning into this episode of the podcast uh, super stoked that we finally made it to episode number 10 and if you enjoyed this episode i would definitely appreciate it if you hopped over to the apple podcast app and left a review or hit one of those stars for the ratings from what i've been told it um, just ups the visibility and the credibility for the show so others can find it and drive some traffic but um, i'm working on some new episodes for the show and stoked to put them out so i'll see you guys in the next episode